Hello, and welcome to episode 183 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. A warm welcome to John R., Margaret M., Kate F., and Pierre-Henri P. to The Modern Manager community. If you haven't yet explored how the benefits of membership can help you be a rockstar manager, head over to themodernmanager.com slash join to learn more. Memberships start at $5 per month. Now, today's guest is Judith Weinman. Judy is a speech, voice, and communications trainer who helps individuals and corporations cultivate personal and professional communication skills so that they function most optimally. She has provided individual and group programs to companies including Bloomberg, IBM, Ernest & Young, NYU Business School, Mount Sinai Hospital, Bank of China, the UN, and many others. She has a background in speech and language pathology and also offers workshops that focus on empowering women's voices, non-native English speakers, and neurolinguistically diverse communicators. Judy and I talk about how to use your voice to most effectively communicate, including how to be more conscious of your voice, bring greater authenticity into your voice, and demonstrate greater executive presence through voice. Now here's the conversation. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. Thank you so much for joining me today, Judy. It is really a pleasure to have you especially because the topic that we're going to be discussing is something that has been requested by some of my listeners. Oh, wonderful. I hope I can shed some light and insight and provide some valuable information. All right. Well, let's just dive right in. So the topic today is around executive presence. And one of the things that keeps coming up in my listenership is this idea of how to use your voice and how to show up with all of the strength and the goodness that you have to share as a leader of a team and kind of how to own that space and use your voice effectively and and have that executive presence. So maybe you can start by just sharing a little bit about how do you define executive presence and the role of voice within that? Sure. Well, I think there are a few essential components that go into executive presence. One being your ability to show up and be clear and concise in your message. Because typically your job is to distill a large amount of information, filter it through your perspective and deliver it in a concise, digestible form. And you can't do this if you're not relaxed and grounded and if you're not breathing and thinking clearly. And that's why we need to pause and spend time on relaxation strategies so that we can find our voice and speak in a very controlled, deliberate, and yet relaxed sounding voice that connects to, that's connected to the body behind it and isn't just a talking head or it sounds uh, like it's on automatic. Uh, people respond to a voice that it, it truly sounds like it's coming from this unique individual's perspective because communication is more about sharing information, as you know. It's about connecting in a moment. And your voice is a critical component to that. What we hear in a voice, it helps establish trusting relationships. And um, the things we hear in a voice are are hard to pinpoint. We are not necessarily aware of what we're hearing in a voice. But there's a genuine connection to breath and body. And uh, when we hear that in a voice, we sense the integrity 
and the truth there is in that statement to this person and the belief they have in what they're saying. So they have to believe it in order for us to believe it. It has to be connected to their body and their breath or it won't translate. It won't make an impact. You know, it's, I had never really thought about voice in that way, but this is bringing up a, a conversation I just had with my daughter a few days ago where we were walking on the street and we saw a dog and I was like, oh, hi, puppy. And she's like, mommy, why did your voice just do that? <laughs> and I was like, huh? well, what did I do? And we had a whole little conversation about how our tone of voice communicates. And you know, even to animals or to babies, right? Like it, they hear something in the way that we use our voice, even if they don't understand the words. And I'm feeling like that's exactly what you're saying here is that even if we're saying all the right words to our colleagues, to our team members, when we're, you know, in a, a conversation or a present presentation, if our voice doesn't carry the meaning behind it, it's not going to be as compelling. Oh, absolutely. Our brains first perceive uh, how a message is presented, the voice. You know, it's more primal. Uh, we had voice before we had words and language. And we respond to a voice instinctively. And if the tone of voice and the words are at odds, we will give more credence to the tone. We feel that more innately, more instinctively. That's what we respond to. Yeah, and we change our tone. We change our speak, the way we sound and speak uh, many times over during a day. And we're not even aware of it. And, and the way our message lands is dependent upon the tone. We might forget the words of a message, but we won't forget how it makes us feel. A person can be laid off, for example, with humanity and uh, integrity and feel, wow, that was almost a good experience. <laughs> uh, you know, the tone of voice is critical to your overall message. It, it, I, I, it puzzles me by um, how neglected this aspect of our communication is and what an important factor it is in, in how people respond to us. It's a powerful tool in your arsenal of how you want to come across and how you want to impact people and influence. And um, to your point, to apply it to managerial work or the office, it's really important to have a flexible voice that can channel the right tone and sound for the right circumstance or, or job, you know? So if you want to sound authoritative, you know, how do you create that sound in your body? Or if you want to be warmer and say something, and if you're having a one-to-one -one conversation, you know, we change the tone. As much as we change the words, we adapt our tone, right? Yeah, are there, I mean, just like jumping into like the real practical stuff here, are there ways that one, we can just learn to be more aware of the tone that we have naturally or kind of what's kind of what's instinctual to come out of us and then to be able to adapt that and, and different ways? Because I'm, I'm imagining this is like a little bit of a tricky thing because it's not something that we're used to consciously doing. Yeah, well, you can take into consideration feedback you've gotten or pay attention to the response your voice has had on people, or uh, pick up on clues. Uh, for example, I've had women who said they weren't being entrusted with big projects or their input was being ignored. 
and they also had a, a good inkling that this was partly because of the voice and the way they were presenting themselves. Like I had one woman who at a meeting, she, she, we, we discovered what she was really doing was she was holding her breath. And then when she went to speak, she was like rushed, you know, she sounded frantic or, and sometimes she'd push her voice and she, she kind of sounded harsh and abrasive. And it didn't, obviously it didn't have the impact that she, yeah, she intended. So we worked on these basic voice skills of grounding, breathing, and letting the air breath drop deep into your body. And not because a lot of people hold their breath or they, they breathe shallowly so that when they go to speak, their words tumble out in a rush of words and they don't sound as authoritative and as credible as they may want. And their presence isn't as, as, as robustly felt or they'll speak in just a little bit of breath. So we're getting part of their message, but we're not getting all of them. You know, if you just, if you, we, our breath is our power. So if you speak on just a little bit of breath, or if you're not taking up the spaces within your body, you're in essence making yourself smaller and you're making your sound smaller. And I can pretty much help a speaker understand what they're doing to cause their voice to be smaller or less powerful or flat. <laughs> and a lot of these habits have been picked up just along the way uh, through society, through uh, because of societal factors, various issues. You know, sometimes we can get stuck in a certain role. And uh, let's see, I spoke this way when I was in high school. <laughs> it's the last set voice I knew or in college. This is the way I speak now. But your voice has to change as you do. It has to go along for the journey. And just like occasionally we need to reassess our style, the way we dress, occasionally we need to check in and see if the way we're speaking and sounding meshes with who we are now and who we want to be now and, and the role we're playing. Or is it just is it a, kind of a leftover from the way we used to sound? Because habits die hard. And especially speech and voice uh, habits are, are very deeply ingrained. But when, when we do exercises, I can really get them to hear and feel the difference in the sound they're making uh, through exercises. And it's like, wow, like I was, I've been speaking from my throat all along. And now when I'm opening up my chest and taking up my space, whoo, not only do I sound more powerful, I feel more powerful and I feel more present. So it, it's tangible. You, when you feel different in your body, you'll, you feel the vibrations differently. It's, it's, it's visceral. I'm wondering if you could actually walk us through one of those exercises so we can experience it for ourselves. Okay. All right. So say a, a lot of people close off their throats or a habit is to kind of retract the tongue or kind of, it's kind of a self-protection um, habit, I think. Like we retract our tongue, we protect ourselves. We close ourselves off. And a lot of people carry tongue tension. So one thing you can do is just sitting up upright, make sure your tongue is resting on the bottom of your mouth and just open your mouth wide like you're going to yawn. Ah, or sigh. Ah. 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 Now say a few words. Hello, and welcome to The Modern Manager. Okay, so you, are, you brought the sound more up to your throat, but keep the, keep the throat open. Hello, and welcome to the, to the Modern Manager. Open throat. 
open, like exaggerate, maybe. I know it'll feel weird. Welcome to the modern, and it's kind of sound like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the modern manager. Hello, and welcome to the modern manager. Yeah, yep. So it's maintaining this openness and, and not closing off any of the spaces within our body when we speak. Because when we make our spaces smaller, or if we constrict any part of our body, we are constricting the airflow, we're contorting the sound. Listen, we want our voices to be flexible, and sometimes we might want to talk like that. Or, you know, the, you know we have so many colors and hues within our, our, our repertoire of choices to speak. And a lot of us get stuck in a, in a very narrow range of what we get, we get used to speaking in. And there's a wider range available for your expressiveness. Sometimes there's an aspect of your personality that's just hasn't been cultivated or that's there, but just has been placed up on a shelf. And we need to bring it down, explore it and cultivate it all. And especially if it can really benefit you in your role. Yeah. So with that, ah, what that does is it opens up the throat. It opens up the channel. So breath can just pour out of you, pour out of your being. You want to think of sound vibration as emanating from your body and not just this hole up in your head, not just head, this head connected to your body. But even if you think of sound as emanating from your gut, ah, you, you will sound fuller. Your, your, your message will sound more fully connected to your, to your gut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm this, I can feel what you're talking about, you know, in, in my airflow and kind of like how, even just how relaxed my body feels as I'm like talking. Yep. That's, that's the added benefit with speech and voice training. What it does is it trains you to relax, be open, be more present, be clearer thinking. So there's so many benefits when you work on the strategies that are involved in speech and voice, you are tapping into a whole new way of feeling and being inside yourself. Um, that's, yeah, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. And there's another piece that I'm, I'm picking up on, which is the pacing of the words. So there's both this tone and tightness, but then I, I hear also these things like words just tumble out of you and you kind of, you know, it, it just, you know, it gets like squeaked out, but it very in a pace that feels rushed rather than as I'm hearing you talk about the content speaking in a way that is a little more measured, that has some rhythm to it. And can you talk a little bit more about that aspect of our speech? Yeah, I think many people think that they need to produce these Sentence after sentence, word, 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 word. When we don't really operate that way, we inhale, we find our thoughts, and we think in phrases and clauses. And people process language that way too. We come up with this um, idea that we're supposed to produce these clearly syntactically perfect sentences one after the other. And, and if you don't pause and breathe, it's actually harder to comprehend. For the listener, if you're not connected to your body and your breath, the message won't sound as organic, as connected to who you are. The words take precedence to the breath and you just start to start speaking on a street and you lose the variation and the dynamism of, of your speaking. So if you're staying connected to your breath and let your breath lead you, right? Our minds, our voices, our breath are connected 
right? So stay, keep everything coordinated and connected. I pause, I find my thought, and I place it over my exhalation. When I need more breath, I inhale and I, and I speak my next thought. It sounds more connected to the person rather than just a string of words being automated, just information, right? So what are some of the other pieces of executive presence? Because I feel like we've we kind of explored this idea of voice and how we can use our voice, connect to our body, pace our thoughts in a way that encourages people to listen and to hear the authenticity in what we're saying. So we have that component. What's another aspect of executive presence that we might want to be more intentional about? Well, if, if you've planned for the meeting or the presentation or whatever it is, which of course you have because you're a professional, you've traveled through the ideas and are pretty comfortable with the way you're going to be wording your thoughts so that you're able to be more present in the moment. The, ma- the moment of communicating is the part that people don't necessarily prepare enough for the state of being what during the communication. So if you are clear on your message in the moment, you can be gauging your listeners' responses, how they're feeling, what they're thinking, what they might need clarification on. You know, you can gauge how's everybody thinking and feeling and adapt your messaging. But if you're so caught up in what you want to get out and what you want to say, oof, we don't feel uh, like you're really with us. (laughs) Right. So it's considering the listeners and the audience needs as well as getting your message across. Well, I've I've heard and I don't know if this is, you know, the same thing as executive presence or something different. But the idea of like the physical space that we take up and the the whole power pose and, you know, women should spread their legs wide. And is that an element of this or, you know, what do you buy into those ideas? Oh, sure. Oh, gosh, yeah. We are so, our bodies are what house our voices. And there's a feedback loop between our mind, our body, and our voice and our breath. So, especially women have habits of making them, uh, and not sometimes they're not aware of it. We all do it though, men and women, when, especially when we're nervous, we will make ourselves smaller. And so, yeah, the power poses are great, but you also want to open up the spaces within your body, which is a more subtle thing to learn how to do. Open up your chest rather than cave in on your chest. Open up your throat as opposed to closing off your throat. So these spaces within our bodies, oh, we feel that that's physical. Oh, this is saying I'm not holding back. I'm giving what I got. I'm letting it out there, right? So I'm not concerned with the response, the judgment. I am completely engaged in this moment of getting my message across freely and and, uh, truly. So these spaces, they tend to close up or, or there's tensions that are created that a lot of people hold on to and they're not even aware. Like in the jaw, a lot of people have um, jaw tension, TMJ, and they're not even aware they're doing it. So the space in our mouth, the space in our throat, the space in our chest, and you also have to be relaxed. <laughs> All these spaces are open, but if there's constriction, you know, it'll be like throwing a blanket over a bell. So... The spaces have to be open and you have to become aware of the habitual places of tension that you're holding in your body that you may not even be aware of. Um, I have a client who tends to tense their feet, they curl their toes 
you know, as if they, you know, fight, flight, or freeze. And it tenses them up. And anytime you're tensing, you can't think as clearly. You, you're sending a message to yourself, I'm in danger. When you're relaxed, your body doesn't lie. If your body says you're relaxed and open, you are relaxed and open. Those are the messages I'm sending to my brain. And that gets translated in my voice. And feedback loop, if I'm speaking this way, it helps me feel bigger. It makes me feel, think more expansively and, and stronger and more powerful. So this feedback loop is, is a really important concept. So space, yes, the space within the room and the spaces within your body are critical. Yeah. So I want to shift a little bit and think about how managers can support their team members who maybe they are trying to cultivate or who they've noticed maybe struggle with some of these aspects of communication, of speaking clearly and articulately and using their voice and having that kind of connectedness to their body when they're speaking. So how would you suggest that managers talk to their team members about developing their voice and developing this kind of communication method or, or practice? Yeah, it can be a tricky thing because it's a personal issue sometimes, you know, so it's important that, you know, you do, you suggest these things tactfully and from a place of, gosh, you have such, such potential and talent. I believe that if you developed your, your speaking skills and your voice, it could really almost be a game changer in your, in your career, you know, Listen, I've seen people get promotions and raises based on the fact that they've changed their communication skills. And I've had people, companies send me people who are, are have terrific potential, but are not <laughs> thriving within the company because they can't, they don't connect, they're not connecting with clients. So you can, you can approach it in a tactful way. We believe in you. We want to support you. And, and we believe this kind of training will benefit you and benefit us. So, and I've never had a client truly not appreciate that, that feedback because it's a game, it can be a game changer in their career. Um, that feedback can be, they might not even stay with that company, but they have gotten that training to move on in their career and that will ready them for what comes on in their future. But yeah, you can approach it tactfully. Because listen, most people don't, a lot of people, people don't know how to use their voice. We're not taught how to use our voice. Most people who are great speakers and communicators have been trained. It's not something that comes naturally. And not everybody's been exposed to a speech class or, you know, everyone's educational background is different. And there's, sometimes there's an equity issue. You know, a person might feel at a disadvantage because of the way they speak. And it's tricky for them to bring it up to their supervisor or HR or manager that they want support in this area because they already might have a bit of imposter syndrome or insecurity. But if it's offered in a kind and gracious way and, and suggested with them, with their best interests in, in mind, it, it can be taken with, oh, really appreciated. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's important to just draw the distinction between taking a class on presentation skills, right? Or telling a colleague like, 
you know, I believe you have great potential. I want you to develop your presentation skills, which is something else than what we're talking about, which is I want you to learn how to use your voice powerfully, right? I think you have a lot of opportunity. And if you can, you know, kind of hone some of these skills related to the way that you speak and communicate, right, that goes far beyond presentations, right? Now we're talking about how you use your voice when you give feedback to someone or when you are talking to your boss about their priorities and how you can, you know, impact and, you know, and you want to take on greater responsibility or when you're talking to your partner or your friends or your children, right? That's a skill that doesn't just live in a meeting room or on a Zoom room when you are presenting some slides. Yes, absolutely true. Presentation skills is one thing, but developing vocal presence and flexibility in your communication style is a different matter. You carry that around with you, like you said, in various aspects of your life and in the different components of different roles you play in your job. So whether it's talking on the phone with a client or supporting coworkers, right? A lot of people, they learn a certain voice for a role and they glom onto it and that is their voice. Well, this voice works. This is the voice I'll use for this position. And it's not a flexible one. And they might lose sight of, of kind of who, who they are too, because it's a role they're playing and it doesn't convey who they are. And it's tricky because we as individuals are constantly changing and our voices and styles are changing. So it's kind of a balancing act of oh, knowing what is needed for this role. What do I, how I, do I need to sound in this position and who am I now? How do I, connect to this, to my message and to these people at this point in my life. Who am I now? Because it has to be genuine. And yeah. All right. Well, we unfortunately are running out of time. So can you, Judy, tell us about a great manager that you worked for and what made this person so fantastic? (laughs) Well, I started out as a speech language pathologist. Well, I still am. And I truthfully, I've always worked for myself. <laughs> However, I have worked at schools, which really are corporations in effect, and the principals are the managers. And I worked at this one Catholic school with a principal named Sister Eileen. And when I first met her, I gotta be honest, she scared the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then you know, about the second time I, I was speaking to her, I, I saw this little kid, like a five-year-old, come up and just hold onto her leg, hug her. And I thought, oh, wow, there must be something more to this. And, and there certainly was. She had very high expectations and was, was a bit formal. And yet at the same time, she was so aware of these kids' issues, their individual struggles. And she would pull them into her office and speak to them one-to-one and with empathy and um, warmth. And it was like this dual, we have high expectations of you, and yet I want to nurture you and take care of you. It was just this one, she was a wonderful balance of, ooh, <laughs> how, to, how to make a place run well. And yeah, yeah, she was terrific. Oh, she sounds incredible. And where can people learn more about you and keep up with your work? 
Okay. Well, mainly I would say on LinkedIn, I have a, an email that I send out with the latest classes, workshops, and blog. And um, I have a website, of course, but I would say mainly on LinkedIn. Great. And what should people search when they want to find you? Judith Weinman. Yeah. Or Accent on Speech. Yeah. My company's name is Accent on Speech with Judith Weinman. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of these incredible insights around voice and presence. It's definitely opened up my eyes. Oh, well, thank you, Mamie. It's a pleasure speaking with you. Judy is generously offering a free voice session to three members of Me Modern Manager. To get one of these sessions, you must be one of the first three members to request it. To become a member, go to themodernmanager.com slash join. You'll be able to request this guest bonus and have access to dozens of prior guest bonuses. As usual, all the links are in the show notes and they can be delivered to your inbox when you subscribe to my newsletter. Find that at themodernmanager.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration, and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rockstar boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.